You're listening to Broke. We bring you stories about what happens at the intersection of poverty and life. I'm Joanne Goldblum. I've spent my life working with people in poverty. I'm joined by my friend Colleen Shaddix, a journalist whose beat is social justice. Today, we're going to talk again about our book, Broken America, Seeing, Understanding, and Ending U.S. Poverty. And what we're doing is really cool because mm-hmm. this is not a, a reading nation no. we, we recognize. And if you don't want to, you know, turn every fascinating page. And they are. And they are. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you some of the highlights mm-hmm. chapter by chapter. Yep. So today we are talking about chapter two, food. Food. This one was depressing, as you know, most of our chapters are, but less surprising. I think that's right. Food is separated from other basic needs in the sense that it's something we really do recognize is necessary. Right. I mean, we don't provide enough of it. And, of course not. You know, we have lots of people in the United States who are yeah. food insecure, but it's not, you know, in doing the research, there was nothing that made us go, I didn't, I didn't know that. It was more like, oh, that makes me so mad again. What made you the maddest? I think, um, you know, it's always the school nutrition programs. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I can't, I, I can't find any way to wrap my head around the fact that we don't fully fund school nutrition. Yeah. You know... I mean, you know me. I, I, I try to find a way to sort of understand most things and at least see something. Like, I guess I could understand this. Like, breakfast to kids? Like, that should not... That is not a heavy lift. It does seem like a no-brainer. I mean, yeah. I'll give kids breakfast for free. Yeah. Anybody, come on over. We're actually more interested in telling people how to eat than giving them food. Right, right. We have lots of talk about that. Um, Um, There was a program that I visited in researching the book that made me so angry. Which one? It was um, middle school girls who Mm -hmm. had failed PE. yeah, yeah. And so they went to this summer program that Mm -hmm. was very well funded by a foundation I will not name. That's smart. (laughs) where they did calisthenics Mm -hmm. and they also did these presentations and research about the food environment in Mm -hmm. their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So they had all these lovely posters and they could speak to me in great depth about Mm -hmm. how bad the food environment was in their neighborhood, how Mm -hmm. terrible fast food is for you and so on. And I said when they were done, hey, do any of you still eat fast food? And they all did. Mm -hmm. They all ate a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And one girl told me that her family had fast food for dinner every night. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, tell me about that, given everything you've just said. And she explained that both her parents were nursing assistants. Mm -hmm. In order to support the family, they Mm -hmm. each had to work two jobs. Mm -hmm. So so the schedule was get up in the morning, take the kids to school, go to your job, pick up the kids in between job one and job two, 
go through a drive-through to get the kids dinner and then leave the kids home mm-hmm. with their french fries to do their homework mm-hmm. and that's terrible of course mm-hmm. but what else could they do nothing really and 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 i think that that is i i mean i i know that that is um it's an untenable situation that yeah. we've created and, and we've created it right we really have i mean it's it's funny a few podcasts ago we were talking about wages right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instead of spending money buying these girls cameras so that they could take pictures of the taco bell on the corner mm-hmm. it could have maybe helped their parents organize with their fellow workers into a union or mm-hmm. provided some kind of grocery stipend for low-income families or any number of material things as opposed to just presuming that people were too ignorant to know. Well, and that goes to what ends up being, you know, one of the primary theses of the book, right, is that we focus on poverty as a need for education. Yeah. Um, most people know what's good for you and what Mm -hmm. isn't, especially now. I mean, Mm -hmm. we talk about it endlessly. But when you go to the store, there are realities that you have to shop for. Yeah. Um, Time and money and lots of other things as well. But, you know, certainly I will say that, you know, we eat much better now that my kids are grown up now mm-hmm. that I'm not juggling school schedules and work schedules and sports, you know, all of that, right? Now that it's just me and my husband, I can, you know, spend lots of time cooking. Right. And we even looked at some of the assumptions that SNAP or mm-hmm. Food Stamps is based yeah. on. And it's it's based on an assumption that a person in poverty spends a lot more time in the kitchen than mm-hmm. the average American. Right. Which doesn't really work because most people in poverty are indeed working there's this feeling that people are just sitting home Mm -hmm. and we know that in most snap households with a non-disabled adult Mm -hmm. somebody goes to work one of the things we don't think about and, and we don't necessarily connect is the time it takes to have a low wage job you know by and large and of course this is not always true People are, um, you know, taking public transportation, which in most cases is not positive, is not, doesn't yeah. get everywhere you need to go, doesn't go regularly. And so, you know, even if somebody is just working part time, often they don't have the ability to spend the amount of time that's necessary. Um, You know, one of the things that we'll get into in future podcasts that we talk about a lot in the book is just how much time it takes to be poor. Yeah, you know, that family that Mm -hmm. I talked about, um, their car was broken Mm -hmm. because it was old and not in great shape. Um, They couldn't afford to get it fixed right away. Okay. So what they were doing is they were borrowing grandma's car mm-hmm. oh i knew grandma was part of the story too. Mm-hmm. yeah so every morning everybody piled into the family car the kids got dropped off at camp mm-hmm. much earlier than they needed to be right mom and dad went and picked up grandma and brought her to work mm-hmm. and then dad went to work right mom dropped him off and she went to work right. and then you know 
in in the evening there's the same collection right. of right. everybody right so i mean there were there were extra hours in their day mm-hmm. because they were sharing one car right and of course and it's funny because i think some of these things that high income people think are um you know great ways to save the environment you know only use one car in your family mm-hmm. don't have a car if you don't need it that is a luxury yeah right that's right it probably means that your job is flexible mm-hmm. in terms of when you have to be there you probably don't have to go in every day you might well get some help in terms of transporting your kids around yep. maybe a babysitter or something um you know, I, I think that we, we don't talk about that very much. Yeah, if there's an emergency, you call an Uber. Exactly. You know. Right. You just got that there because you also have a credit card. Right. Yeah. But poverty is the emergency that never ends. Yeah, and I think that I th- that's it, Colleen. There you go. I think Colleen just uh, d- dropped Mike there. Yeah, that's the title of our next book. That is the... Shh. So, so what are some of the uh, action items people can take? One of the things you can really look at is community eligibility, Mm. which means that every kid in your school district gets free breakfast or lunch Mm -hmm. without any sort of means testing. Right. Um, it's possible in a lot of school districts to do that if, if there's a high enough poverty rate and that really guarantees that everybody's getting what they need mm-hmm. without stigma. Right. I, I think that's really important. And some of what's happening with the COVID relief bills are looking at more community eligibility. Yeah. And it's yeah, a good community, thing. It's, it's a great thing. Um, I think some of the other things people can do is look at um, school lunch debt in their communities, yeah. right? Um, you know, find out if your community um has children or families go into debt because of school lunch some some communities do and some don't right yeah. and sometimes the kids do not get lunch if there's a right back bill. um you know and one thing you can do in your community if there is a bill you can pay some of it off yeah you know you can pay some of it off and you can organize about it in the community and that may shame the school board into doing the right yeah. thing yeah and of course always running for school board Running for school board yeah. is a great idea. But then one of my favorite things that we talk about in the book that, that is an activity people can do is, you know, if you do a food drive, take a picture, mm-hmm. send it to your elected officials. Say, this is important. I vote based on this. Um, because our elected officials need to know what we think. Yep. And the other thing that I think you can do is is have productive arguments with people. Mm-hmm. There is a feeling in this country that SNAP is just some kind of bonanza yeah. that people take advantage of. It's not. SNAP, the, the average per person benefit per month mm-hmm. is $125. You can't get by on that. I think I spent that yesterday it, at the grocery store. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's very easy to do. Yeah. It's very easy to do. So, I mean, really be aware of what food costs Mm -hmm. are and what kind of help people get, which Mm -hmm. then leads you back to our sort of overarching thing. Right. Wages really need to go up. Exactly. The gap between what U.S. Americans make and between what they need in order to survive is just too big. We have to find a way to, to close it. 
that's why poverty is growing in this country. Absolutely. All right, Colleen. So that was another successful episode of the Broke Podcast, Joanne. I think so. We hope that maybe you'll be intrigued enough to pick up our book, which Mm -hmm. you can find out more about at BrokenAmerica.net. Or if you want to get in touch with us about anything at all, you can email us at brokenamerica at gmail.com. Thanks, Thanks Joanne. Thanks, Colleen.